Welcome everyone to the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, a Prairie Proud Wrestling Podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to worldwide. My name is Blair Pacheco. I hope you're doing well, having a great day, evening, weekend. Whenever it is you might be listening to this, it was a big week for wrestling in the city with AEW Dynamite being here on Wednesday. All of the autograph signings and just the overall vibe in the city right now, like everyone was so pumped up for, uh, for Dynamite to be here. But this week on the podcast, it's something that I think a lot of people had questions about, and uh, this might, you know, resolve some of those. Um, 3D Pro Wrestling, they put on a couple shows last year, and unfortunately, they had to cancel their October show. This week on the podcast, the we're talking just 3D Pro Wrestling. Shane, the the silence behind the violence of 3D Pro Wrestling, joins me to talk all things 3D. We talk about initially starting off the promotion, running the shows, and we talk about what happened and the reasons of having to cancel that October show. We then get into talking about the upcoming No Ring uh, show, March 30th at the Pyramid Cabaret, headlined by Sexy Eddie versus Stefan Epic. So we talk about all of those things and so much more. 3D Pro Wrestling on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. Now, this episode will probably be a little bit more looser than some of the, the past ones, you know, just for the well, the stuff we're going to be talking about. But uh, I remember the very first time that you brought up wanting to put on a wrestling show and where I was, because I was sitting at the Forks and I got a message from you saying, hey, I'm going to put on a wrestling show. I want you to do commentary for it. And my first thought was, yeah, this guy's going to put on a wrestling show because that's what everybody says. But you've actually done mm. it. So, I mean, it's a uh, huge kudos to you. Um, I wanted to talk about you first deciding you wanted to do a live wrestling event. Yeah, I think um, I think a lot of people had the same feeling you did, and rightfully so. I think um, it's a huge undertaking to, to put on a show, and I don't think a lot of people understand what it takes. Um, even when I started, I did fully... Uh, understand all the little intricacies and like little just little things you completely forget of until you get closer to show day there's so much stuff that goes into it um, but to st- want to to start running shows it was like coming out of covid um, it really felt like there was an opportunity uh, to do something cool it seemed like people really wanted to get out of the house and go do stuff um, and I kind of had I knew some people in and out of wrestling and kind of knew where to do and how to get certain stuff and get some stuff done. And uh, so I, I started some conversations to see what some people thought of and the reception was really well. And uh, yeah, we just kept the ball kept rolling and two shows later, uh, here we are. Yeah, I mean, being a part of all of it was, I mean, it was a lot of fun. Uh, mm-hmm. Everything that I was able to help out doing, whether it was, you know, the interview segments, this yeah. and that. Like, I thought it all came together very nicely. Everyone was on board, and it was like different people coming together to be a part of it. Yeah, there's a lot. It's a lot of different people that have to come together to put together a show like that. Like, it's not just wrestlers and a referee. There's so many other aspects to it. Um, people at the door and setting up the ring, and even the people who run the venue and are selling alcohol and stuff like that. There's so many moving parts to a show that you have to kind of keep all 
in one spot and kind of wrangle it all together. It's a lot of work. Yes, there's so many little things like like you mentioned, like you do have to have someone work in the door, and it's you don't think about it at the start. You're just like, no, oh, you just need the you know the wrestlers, the referees, and you know sound guys, this and that, and it's like, no, you need the people for the canteen, you need this and that. Mm-hmm. So it does add up after a while. You just kind of slips your mind. Yeah, the time really uh, flies by on show days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hundred um, percent. Now, I mean, leading into that first show, you mentioned the reception was really good. Mm-hmm. And like, how did you like, you know, the little things like finding that venue? Because no one had run at the Osborne South Legion before. No, I, I don't believe anyone had run at the Legion. Um, legions and wrestling kind of come hand in hand. It's something I've always loved watching mm-hmm. Legion wrestling. Um, so it was something I kind of kept in mind. I'd looked at quite a few different venues, talked to a lot of different people, um, but uh, that South Osborne Legion, it seemed like it had a really good space. I mean, the ceiling wasn't the highest, mm-hmm. um, but it was a really cool spot. They seemed really receptive to it. Um, I think it was Curtis that mentioned, like, hey, that that might be a viable spot. Mm-hmm. And it did work. I mean, it's. I think it was a surprise, not surprise, maybe the right word, but it was like, it was different, you know? I think people, yeah, definitely walked in and were surprised they didn't expect to see maybe maybe that many people. Um, maybe they didn't expect to see a show of that quality. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, to me, because, you know, it's all in my, it's all in my head and it's hard to get, you can't necessarily explain everything out to other people. Um, so I knew going in, what was what it what the show was what that's what it was going to be like that's what i had planned so i kind of knew no matter what other people were saying i knew it was gonna work out uh, in winnipeg i mean you decide to put on a show and the, it's a very crowded wrestling scene as it is you have it used to be way worse there used did. to be over a dozen dozen different companies running all at the same time here it, it's quieted down a little bit mm-hmm. because i mean there's a few that haven't run in you know since before the pandemic mm-hmm. So with that in mind, how are you deciding that, like, you're going to do a show, but you have to set yourself different from what everyone else is doing, Mm -hmm. or else it's going to be the same thing? If it's the same thing, yeah, it's kind of, maybe people will still go and enjoy it, but for me personally, there's no, um, I don't don't get any joy from that. I don't um, feel any creative fulfillment from just running what someone else is doing, doing, doing what's, uh, what's the norm, um... So it like to me this is a big um creative outlet and um something that really like I feel fulfilled and feel joy putting these shows on and putting together matches that I'm really excited to see. Mm-hmm. Um and that was a big thing. There's a lot of there's you know a lot of matches I wanted to see and a lot of people I wanted to be able to not only for me to see live but for people in Winnipeg and surrounding areas to be able to to see these people and see what I see from wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um so it just seemed like I almost like I had to get this out somehow. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's the best way to put it. I it's uh, I don't I don't think I really had a choice. It's a it's a sickness. <laughs> well, it's funny because I think everybody growing up in some way or another, whether you know you're younger, thinking like, oh, I'm going to write my own storylines or whatever, or mm-hmm. like even now you see it all the time online, like, oh, this is what I would book. You know, this is how, you know, if I'm doing a show, oh, I'd want this person working. And I mean, it's something that you actually have been able to put, you know, literal pen to paper and produce a show. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, there's little things like that too. Like, oh, I want to, I would l- love to write storylines. That's just one 
aspect of so many other parts to a show. Um, I don't know if there's one like part necessarily that I really enjoy more than other, anything. To me, it all it all feels like like work, mm-hmm. um, but it's very rewarding at the end of the day to uh, put it all together and wrap that bow and have the show. You know, everyone's there and the show's going well. Um, it makes it all worth it in the end. Heading into that first show, I mean, you mentioned the storylines and stuff, and that was something you were really able to magnify going into it with uh, Robbie Royce and Stefan Epic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, their history, and even the little things, you know, like the video promo from Steve Carino, because he has history tied into these guys, you know, like. Yeah, I that was huge. That, yeah, that was like for a show, for a company doing their first show. To have that much storyline being able to be built going into it mm-hmm. is massive. Well, that, I mean, I can thank the the history of the Winnipeg wrestling scene as a whole, um, just being so rich and deep over the years. I wouldn't have been, been able, we, we wouldn't have been able to tell a story like that without the history that these guys have had in this city. Um, so I definitely thank, you know, everyone who's ever been a part of wrestling in Winnipeg because for that. Um, but yeah, the storyline stuff... Um, I think it was important. I think to me, it's something that it doesn't, you know, not every match needs to have a deep, you know, seven show storyline, but something to kind of hook you and make you want to come back next time, I think is really important. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I'm all good for storylines and wrestling, but hey, you could have two great wrestlers go out there, just put a fantastic match and I'm going to enjoy it just as much. Exactly. There's still, there's still, I mean, to me, wrestling is a variety show. So yeah, there's there's time for those long-winded storylines, and there is time for you know the bangers, the mm-hmm. the the indie darling, you know, just go out there and do your absolute best to entertain the crowd. Um, but then you could also go out there and do stupid comedy. And, you know, there's so many different uh, types of wrestling and styles of wrestling, and different ways you can experience wrestling. I think um, it's it's pretty open, wide open now. Well, that first show, uh, all the things you mentioned, you had all of that in there because you did have, you know, like your your storyline mm-hmm. wrestling, you know, like the the Stefan Epic Robbie Royce match, but then you also had, you know, like, you know, you had Vinko show up, you have Mentolo there, you have Napoloni make his first appearance, you know, so it's a, like a wide variety of, you know, different things, you know. Yeah, that was a big together. goal uh, in the beginning was. A true variety show. I really wanted to have a, a good blend of of comedy and hardcore and really, really high quality, solid wrestling at its core, no matter what. Um, but I, I myself really enjoy pretty much all styles of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just wanted to show off, you know, as many different styles as we could. The uh, like the show in my mind, it went off without a hitch for I think all intents and purposes. Yeah. Um, Leading into it, were there any things that almost, you know, struggles you had to deal with for that first show? Was there anything that really crept up or did it, for the most part, was it good? Um, I think with wrestling, there's a lot of hurry up and wait. There's a lot of, we need to rush and get this done right now Mm -hmm. to sit and wait for a couple weeks and let stuff stew and let stuff build and let stuff sell. Um, It's a lot of mental toll, I think. Mm -hmm. Especially like the highs are really high, but then you have to follow it up with a couple of days of, of nothing yeah. and just kind of have to sit with that and, and live with that. And it's a lot of um, uh, mental stress, um, but I think it's, you know, it's, it's rewarding and it, at the end of the day, it's all worth it. The, uh, 
you mentioned the highs being very high, the mm-hmm. lows being very lows, and it's very true because for me, all I did was commentary for that first event, and like coming off of it, like I was so hyped to do it. Um, it's something I still love doing. And, you know, you do it, you do the show, the show runs no problems. And then afterwards you're at home, you're laying in bed and it's just like, it's draining. You're just like, you start overanalyzing every single thing. Like, oh, did I say this too much? Did I, you know, mispronounce something? And it's just like. Especially with commentary. Yeah. Because you're just sitting and talking. Yeah. You're going to think about every little, I said this, I should have said that. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, I don't think it matters too much. Um, But it is good to know that you know you you're self-aware and you're critiquing yeah. yourself uh it's only going to make you better but yeah it's not definitely don't want to lose sleep over stuff like that no it's just tough shutting your brain off and mm-hmm. being like no it's good and then you next day rolls around you just carry on but yeah exactly it's yeah. one of those things we all have to kind of learn to deal with so mm-hmm. the uh so we talked about the first show that goes off no problems one thing that i loved about that first the build up to that were all the video promos you you did you know all the interviews things like that yeah, i thought it was we did, fun we did a lot of videos yeah like what was your thoughts with those uh my thoughts with with those i just wanted to get out as much out as possible i had a lot of ideas um in my head that i kind of just wanted to get out and uh there wasn't much um you know not even just in winnipeg but just in general there's not a lot of promotional videos um, like vignettes, mm-hmm. kind of those kind of segments. Not a lot of that stuff being made, um, and it was something that I've always kind of had an interest in. Um, so we definitely gave it a shot, see to see how it worked. Maybe made too many, honestly. Um, <laughs> at the end, I think it was like maybe eight or more videos. So it is a lot of work um, to like direct those, and I mean, for as small as they are, but just to to keep a direction on it and and come up with the concept and then driving out and filming it, it and you know, it's a lot of work yeah. um but i think people some people enjoyed them um i don't know i think we'll still continue doing some video stuff but i don't know if i'm ever going to go that crazy again i still love that mental ovinko one just of hearing the y'all gonna die at the end so, of it so i'll give you when we filmed that one you know we were here the 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 uh, videographer and me and Vinko and Mentolo were here and we explained Mentolo we he sat down and I just told him the whole plan for the video this is the whole thing and he sat there and he stared at us blankly for about five minutes in silence and just stared and and thought and then eventually Vinko said so what do you what are you thinking I'm just just processing and thinking about it and yeah it works mm-hmm. but it was five minutes of like <laughs> Are we about to just get our heads tore off? Is this the worst idea I've ever come up with? <laughs> it's a. I think the promos are still up, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, they're yeah. still they're. Uh, yeah, they're they're up on our YouTube channel. Uh, they're up. I think they should still be up on our Instagram. Everything's three D at three D Pro Wrestling. Super easy to find. If you haven't watched it yet, like definitely go out of your way because it is just fantastic stuff. Um, heading into that second show and even after the first one, what I noticed was just the eye of talent that you wanted, like talented wrestlers you wanted to bring in here that maybe haven't come to Winnipeg yet, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, your, your Spriggles, your Riley Jackson's guys like that. And then going to the second show, 
I remember getting a message from you and being like, hey, how about, what do, what do you think about this person? And, you know, you had mentioned two names that really stood out to me just from what they've been able to do on independent wrestling and even, like, not yet received the recognition that they really deserve. Mm-hmm. And that was O'Shea Edwards and Jaden Newman, mm-hmm. um, two incredibly talented wrestlers, and you were bringing them in. I don't think they'd ever been here before to Winnipeg. No, that was both of their first trips to Canada. Um, yeah, super excited to have those guys. I watch a lot of wrestling, especially um, American indie wrestling, because um, these are the people that are within our realm and mm-hmm. in the same kind of... They're not in the same community necessarily, but these are people that are doing the same stuff. Um, I don't know. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Um, but yeah, so it was... You know, I always keep an eye out for new wrestlers and up and coming wrestlers and I don't even know if you can call those guys up and coming uh, but even since since Mass Appeal uh, O'Shea and Newman have both done crazy stuff they've both gone to Germany mm-hmm. Newman's in Germany right now yeah. just wrestled um, last night and I think he got um, there's a few Twitter accounts out there that people mm-hmm. like you see them always retweeted and yep. one of them is like that Alan Cheap Shot yep and he commented about what a great match Newman has oh really yeah right on yeah that's uh, I'm really excited to watch that one Mm-hmm. So, like, you had those two. You brought in uh, Harlan Abbott at the time, Heavy Metal. Yeah. And the, I know it was released late, but the promo videos that those two did, the little interview back and forth, mm-hmm. was some of the best stuff I had seen. Like, yeah, that really, was really great. good stuff. And the match they had was fucking fantastic. Yeah, that was, uh, there was, like, a legitimate different feel. Like, it's lame to say big fight feel. But uh, the feel, like the energy in the room when those guys got nose to nose, like it was like a oh shit, mm-hmm. like this is gonna be this is getting serious. This this got real. That's that's definitely a match to go back and look out for. Like I think I don't think I've encountered two people who just love wrestling and everything, all the good things about it as much as those two guys. Like hearing yeah them, hearing them like even just talking to them beforehand and everything leading up to the match like. I got the vibe that these two guys just they love professional wrestling. Those are two guys who definitely are giving giving everything they have to wrestling, hundred percent every day. Um, did you have any other thoughts about that second show coming out of it, heading into it? Um, the second show it was very similar to the first one. Um, you know, business as usual. It was a lot of fun. Um, I don't think there was no no issues, nothing like that. I think it might have even gone smoother than the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really proud of both those shows. Every match we put together it was uh, was a lot of fun. I know, like for myself, coming out of that, like because I mean, I was more happy with the commentary. You know, you upgrade the equipment, you're mm-hmm. going to get better better results. Yeah. So. And even the work I was able to do with uh, Tyler Colton on commentary, I thought we did. did yeah, a good job. It, little things like that. You learn different. Um, like even yeah, with the commentary, we we figured out, uh, you know, mistakes were made on the first one. Well, now we know what the mistake is. We fixed it for the next time, yeah. and it'll never be a mistake again. So it's it's all a learning process. Mm-hmm. I know I like I loved that second show, and even afterwards, just talking to everyone, the vibes coming out of it, and I know like a lot of people will be wondering about this next part, and we're, we're going to talk about mm-hmm. that. But it was coming because coming out of the second one. You had announced the third show, and that was going to be at the Park Theater. Yeah, we announced the uh, third show was going to be at the Park Theater, and we also posted um, 
the November show uh, was going to be the No Ring show at the Royal Albert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you had those two shows. Everyone was hyped up for them. And then, unfortunately, they had to be canceled. And that's what I think people were wondering. They wanted to yeah. know why oh, totally. and what yeah. happened. And I'm going to give you the chance to talk about what went down with all that. Yeah, it... Um, it had become like an all all encompassing every moment of every day i didn't have um i lost like my life outside of wrestling and i only was wrestling and it was really um not good for like my mental health mm-hmm. stuff like that um so i definitely needed to take a step back at the time i thought i don't think i'm ever going to do it again uh but like i said this is this is a sickness mm-hmm. uh, i could never i can't stop i can never stop um, wrestling is, is the most important thing in the world to me. It always has been. Um, I, I, uh, I couldn't live without trying again Yeah, and, uh, going out there and trying to put on the best show possible. Um, not just for me, but for mainly for the, the, the city and for the fans and for all the people who love wrestling here. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's something people might not recognize is just the, it can do it can take a toll on you mentally when that's all you can think about. And if you've got other stuff going on, that's, you know, like as big of, you know, a love of wrestling as anyone can have. If there's stuff outside of wrestling that, you know, like we all have lives, you know, this Mm -hmm. just because, you know, like you put on a wrestling show, that doesn't mean that you, that's everything that you have to deal with. So it it can, it can really do a number on you. Yeah. There's, you know, there's 24 hours of the day, seven days a week. There's, there's a lot going on behind the scenes and stuff like that. But I'm, I'm glad, really excited to be back. And I'm mm-hmm. glad that um, when I wanted to come back and starting those conversations with different people and everyone was super, super receptive. Uh, everyone was just super pumped to, uh, to be able to start it back up. Well, it's funny because the, I mentioned how, you know, we came to, you know, learn about the first show when you sent me a message mm-hmm. and we stayed in touch afterwards, but we didn't really talk wrestling. We talked everything else. But, yeah, exactly. You know, oh, movies, whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I remember I stopped by just to, uh, just to shoot the shit with you for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then we're sitting there talking just about wrestling to talk about Winnipeg and everything. And then all of a sudden you're just like, I think I want to run another show again. And it's just like, it was like ears perked up. So yeah. was, I think it was something you were kind of stewing on for a little bit. The itch. When I stopped, I completely stopped watching wrestling. I, you know, I put my toys away. Mm-hmm. I took, uh, you know, everything, you know, just to kind of get it away and get that to move on from it for a little bit and just kind of have, find a new hobby, find uh, a different way to, to look at life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it only lasted maybe a month and I just, I can't, I couldn't stay away from not watching it. Yeah, It's, you it's know, tough. I watched three hours maybe four hours of wrestling a day i can't not um have this in my life it's uh it's been a constant for too long Mm -hmm. uh for way too long Mm -hmm. well i mean i after you mentioned i was like of course i'm gonna be down with it like i've been very happy to be a part of it from you know since you asked me to Mm -hmm. so i mean you decide you're gonna do a show again and you decided it's gonna be a no ring deathmatch show for the first one coming back yeah so let's talk a little bit about that why did you want to do a no ring show like there's no ring there yeah so i mean no ring i definitely it's a it's it's not a necessarily a new concept um but it is definitely in the last you know five years or so uh become way more popular 
it to me it's you know there's so many different styles of wrestling and different ways you can uh, consume wrestling. I just wanted to be able to show a different side um, to Winnipeg because mm-hmm. um, like Time Bomb down in North Dakota, they've been doing no ring shows since 2018, and that's always been really um, inspiring to me. Seeing in such a, I mean, to put it bluntly, you know, just a crappy. <laughs> places like North Dakota and Fargo where you know there's not there's not much going on mm-hmm. um to be able to give you know the people who are living out there something completely different that they've never seen before for the record mm-hmm. I I love North Dakota um, I mean hey so, great shopping um yeah great the, the streets are there. in great condition <laughs> great people down there and I will 100% go crush Jimmy John's anytime absolutely okay. just for the record but I mean if you if you're living there it's it's the same um for like uh out in like Saskatchewan there's just not a lot of entertainment mm-hmm. there's not a lot of things to do um and i think people who are bringing new and different styles of entertainment uh to me that's really inspiring well you mentioned time bomb they ran their one show up here last yeah last year. summer last summer mm-hmm. and i mean it's it seemed like a huge success yeah yeah great involved. success so i mean you you're, you're going to run yours now mm-hmm. and i mean you look at the card that's been announced so far, and I mean, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think that's that's the best way to put it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I always try to keep our shows, you know, as a variety show. So it's not necessarily this isn't just a you know all blood and guts deathmatch uh, show. It's definitely a no ring no rules event. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not necessarily not every match is going to be a deathmatch. Um, there are definitely some surprises um, that nobody knows. I'm told anybody um, that all I'm going to say is you do not want to miss what we have planned. This is some crazy stuff. Um, you have to see this with your eyes for mm-hmm. sure. We'll touch on the matches that have been announced so far. Yeah. Um announced this past week was uh, Badger Briggs making her Winnipeg debut. Yes, and Winnipeg debut. Yeah, she's going to be facing off with Napoloni Diabelle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a match I've been thinking about for a while. It just seemed like Diabelle has such weird and wild antics, and Badger's such a no nonsense, you know, grappler. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a real, real, you know, culture shock. Very different styles. Um, I wanted to see, you know, what those two could do together. The, the for the record, this is a very Badger Briggs uh, friendly podcast. I think Badger's incredible, and I'm very stoked to finally be able to call one of her matches. Hell yeah. So it just kicks so much ass. It's great. Um, that was announced. And then also, uh, Stefan Epic versus yep. Sexy Eddie. This, uh, yeah, this is a dream match of mine. Uh, Sexy Eddie, and like the whole Montreal scene has been such a almost like mythical thing to me for the last couple of years because there's so much wrestling in Montreal mm-hmm. um, and there's so many good wrestlers out in Montreal. And I just, you know, until recently, it felt like a, like a, unless you were out there and you didn't know about the people out there and it was, um, I really wanted to be able to bring some of that Montreal mm-hmm. kind of flavor out our way. Um, but Eddie, Eddie's a legend. He's, He's in, in so many insane matches. One of my favorite wrestlers. I'm so excited to have him out. It in an upcoming episode, my guest is actually Sexy Eddie. And when I was doing my research for it, your your 
learning about this guy and what he's been a part of and everything he's accomplished yeah. and he doesn't get the recognition that he deserves especially no. in Canada not at all no that's what I mean it's it I think because we are so spread out Montreal is like a 20 hour drive from where mm -hmm. we are it might as well be another country we can get to Texas faster than we can get there mm -hmm. so it might as well be another another side of the world it's um you know is there a way that we can make Everything feel unified yeah. through wrestling. I don't maybe. The uh, so that was announced, and then also announced was the Damon Spriggle Open Challenge. Yeah, the Damon Spriggle Death Match Open Challenge. Okay. Um, I mean, I know who I know who it's going to be. Mm -hmm. Nobody else knows. Spriggle doesn't know. I'm not going to say nothing here. All I'm going to say is this is not something you're going to want to miss. I guarantee it. Now, can we get a little hint about it, anything like that, or is it you don't want to show your cards too much? No. Okay, that's fair. I'll, I'll accept that. Um, so that's going to be happening March 30th at the Pyramid Cabaret. Tickets are up on Eventbrite. Yeah, tickets are on Eventbrite. Uh, if you want to skip those Eventbrite fees, I feel you. I would too. Send us a message. We can, you know, we'll we'll get the tickets figured out. No one wants to pay those Eventbrite fees. I will hand deliver tickets to people. Hell yeah, we can hand deliver. We got physical tickets as well. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, no matter what, if you want to make it down, send us a message. It we'll figure it out. So I also want to just touch on this a little bit because I know you mentioned up on the Twitter. There's a show announced for May. Yeah, uh, our in ring return. Emphasis on in ring. Actual wrestling ring. Yes, okay. we have rented a wrestling ring. Okay, we're allowed to use a ring. Okay, just just want to make sure. <laughs> just confirming, just it is allowed. Sure. We are okay. we are allowed to use a ring. May eighteenth, we're making our return. Um, immediately following, protect your neck on March thirtieth. We're going to be dropping uh, the poster. Tickets okay. are going to go on sale March thirtieth. Uh, immediately following the show, um, huge names, huge poster. I mean. It's just going to look, it, the poster itself is going to look good. It's not going to be a huge poster. It's a regular itself. size It's poster. 11 by, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's typical size poster for sure. Don't false advertise here. I don't want people showing up thinking no, they're going to have expensive. A, it's really, an 18 by 36 poster. Yeah, that, that would be a banner, yeah. yeah so. uh, but definitely uh, something to keep your eyes peeled for. We got some crazy stuff planned. And the, so the wrestlers there, like for that May 18th show, they're on the poster you're going to be announcing? Yeah, we're going to, show ends, we're going to, tickets are going to go on sale, we're going to put that poster up online, um, yeah, that'll be the official announcement for May 18th, we'll get the show, uh, or the venue, we'll announce the venue at the show, we'll announce the show title, um, yeah, it's uh, super exciting times. So basically, Winnipeg, if you want to see who's going to be there first, first go, be at the Pyramid Cabaret on March 30th. Yeah, the, the Pyramid on uh, March 30th is going to be the place to be for sure. Awesome. Um, now I'm going to let you go right away. Enjoy your, you know, Saturday. It's lots of time to watch wrestling. Um, oh yeah. But like with anyone, I always get match recommendations, mm -hmm. and you are no different. So I'm going to need a match recommendation from you because I know that you, like you said, you watch a lot of wrestling, mm -hmm. and you have your hand in every little pot watching the most obscure Japanese wrestling. Because you'll send me a message and be like, "Hey, did you watch the Gleet main event?" And I'll be like, "I don't even know what Gleet is." <laughs> so. I'm going to need a couple match recommendations from you. Okay. Um, uh, most recent, 
the first thing off the top of my head, this is a super, not, I mean, not super recent, but that Samoa Joe Darby Allen match from like January. Yes. That was unbelievable. That was like the best match this year so far, hands down. <laughs> um, to go maybe not as modern, uh, I really, really like Magnum Tokyo versus uh, Great Sasuke from Torimon. I think it was 99. That's a really good match. Uh, something I go back and watch every couple I think months. I have that on my laptop. There you go. Yeah, that's it's one of the one of the really good singles matches for from Torimon. Um, I'd also throw up. Um, I think we even talked about it last time. The the ROH six man Dragon Gate tag, the Blood Generation Do Fixer. Yes. Yeah, yes. that's that's an absolute classic. If you haven't seen it, um, and you're interested in that kind of Luchoresu Dragon Gate style, that if you watch that and you don't. Like, you're guaranteed to like that. Because I think when that came out, it was, like, 2006. I think it was 2006, yeah. And that was, like, one of the best matches of, like, the mid-2000s. Absolutely. Like, it still holds up to yeah, this Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, okay, um, so the show, 3D Pro Wrestling, Protect Your Neck, mm-hmm. Pyramid Cabaret, March 30th. Yes, sir. Tickets up on Eventbrite, or hit us up for physical copies. Yeah, yeah. And where get you on the guest list? Where can people find the social media from 3D Pro, YouTube, all that stuff? Yeah, super simple. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. It's all 3D Pro Wrestling. Super simple. Um, it'll yeah. It's all. There's no no underscores, no uh, no letters, no XX <laughs> periods. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> perfect. Shane, thank you so much for doing this. I thank truly you, appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much to Shane from 3D Pro Wrestling for joining me here on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. Definitely grab your tickets March 30th, protect your neck at the Pyramid Cabaret. It's going to be an incredible night. Three matches, I think it is. A couple bands are playing. It's going to be a lot of fun. So grab your tickets and be a part of something special. Thank you to Shane. Thank you for checking out the podcast. I say it every time. I I will always say it. I truly appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to me talk about wrestling. If it's your first time listening, you can find me up on Twitter at GreatMakerPod, up on all podcast streaming platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, and I got t-shirts for sale, 25 bucks a piece, look very fashionable in your very own Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast t-shirt. Thanks again for checking out the podcast. We'll talk soon.